0: trying to teach me this whole time. I almost didn't go out for Halloween because I was scared of getting made fun of. But you clearly don't worry about what people think of you. And you might be the happiest guy I've ever seen. It's funny. Even though it's a night where you get to believe in witches and monsters and ghosts, Halloween is really about believing in yourself. No, it's not. Halloween's about candy, man. Oh, wait. Will we ever see you again?
1: The great Tom Hanks. Welcome to the Armstrong and Getty show. My kids are excited about Halloween. Thank God for DVRs with the World Series back on tonight as it is the greatest World Series in the history of World Series. Mm. According to almost everyone, I saw I was watching I rewatched the end of game 5 which was the most amazing baseball game I've ever seen. And I saw a little post-game coverage because I wanted to see what people said about it. And everybody up there, all either major league players or uh, or managers at some point in their career, all, all saying, oh my God, that's the most amazing thing I've ever seen, yeah. ever. I mean, I've seen some amazing... The, the, the announcer, the sports guy, legendary whoever he is, says that's the most incredible sporting event of any kind I've ever seen. <laughs> it was just amazing. But a lot of the amazement is you don't usually see the balls going this far, right?
2: Mm. Yeah. Well, and before history- you get to your point, the only thing that could make the whole thing better is if the New York Yankees were involved in the series. Because <laughs> then the East Coast media could pleasure themselves on screen for all seven games. Yeah. And talk about nothing but the Yankees.
1: It's not as getting as much a national attention as it would because there's not an East Coast team on it and because the games are getting over at 2 o'clock in the morning. So nobody's actually seeing them. East Coast time, yeah. Um, which you know that dominates the media. What we see is what the East Coast is interested in. For some
2: reason, I'll
1: never quite get that.
2: But um, it's the United States, Jack. United. So I mean, under East Coast control.
1: Some of the statistics are just amazing. There had been five, five teams in World Series history. And how long's the World Series been going on?
2: hundred years. Thirty years. Like
1: a like hundred and twenty years. This is the
2: hundred nineteenth. Yeah. So 109, Hundred and nineteenth? So it should give you
1: 240-ish teams that have ever played, right? There have been five teams with eight extra base hits in a game ever. Wow! Both teams the other night did it. Yeah. I mean, that's just that's not just like stands out statistically. That that's an actual aberration. Like what's going on here? Yeah, it's a little insane. Yeah.
2: And oh, the amount of They got of home deep runs, into their pens, Jack.
1: Uh, what we got going on here is a uh, we're talking about the ball's coefficient of coefficient of uh, restitution. Sure. The the core. Yeah. A juiced ball, uh, a bouncier ball, and everybody seems to agree that that is pretty much what's happening. A lot of tweets from Major League Baseball players. These are people that play the game or have played the game. Jose Canseco said, "The balls in my pants have less juice in them than (laughs) the balls in this game." Said during the game. I don't know know if that's that's helpful.
2: Jose, charming as always.
1: Uh thanks for juicing the ball after I retired, said one player. (laughs) (laughs) Former pitcher. Former Oh, gotcha. Oh yeah, he meant it. (laughs) Uh the baseballs are the same
2: my ass, said a Blue Jays uh pitcher. I tell you what, in these playoffs, some of the great pitchers in the game, nobody can lay a bat on the ball, but every time they do, it leaves the park. That's odd.
1: Uh, Do we get these baseballs next year, too, said one player? Um, The World Series balls have to be juiced. This is insanity, said another player. So they took the Game 3 starter for the Astros, Lance McCullers. He took a blind test, feeling World Series and regular season balls. He was perfect in telling which was which six tries blindfolded.
2: Seriously? Wait a minute.
1: Who was this? McCullers, who started Game 3 for the Astros. He said, it's 100% real. The balls are different. I don't know what the difference is, but if you write with a number two pencil 10,000 times and someone gives you a pen, you know the difference. This is our craft. This is what we do. We know we is different.
2: Hmm. You know, that's a good, uh, good reminder for men to check themselves once a month during Movember for exactly
3: the most common thing that I've heard are people pointing to the seams not necessarily like the core of the ball. Uh, the the seems affecting the pitcher's ability to put spin on it and decreasing the resistance once the batters actually hit it.
1: There are the most home runs during the season, though, that there have ever been. And those balls aren't the... So, that, so did they, like, get a juice ball for the season and then an even juicier ball no. for the World Series?
2: Mm, <laughs> it's running them, down my
1: chin. The suddenness, the suddenness of spike in home runs seems to downplay other possibilities... Because the wave crested so quickly, it's hard to imagine a player-driven change to this. Well, and the wind wasn't blown out in the dome in Houston. Producing so rapid a mid-season rise, the PED scenario would require widespread, almost almost simultaneous adaption of a highly effective drug that helps only hitters, isn't detectable, and doesn't make your bodies look dramatically different. Because that's what happened you know, back in the day with the PED. Sure. We're looking at all these people, and all of a sudden you look different. Only a few players looked different and were hitting all the home runs. Right. Sure. yeah. So th- that's just not what's going on. Open and shut. And they're also talking about the juiced balls, how that helps less powerful hitters the most. The people that had warning track power can now get it out of the stands. Mm. If you are already doing that, you know, so it goes a little farther. You don't really notice that much difference. Sure, going over the fence.
2: Yeah, if you're already hitting at four thirty, you don't need help. But yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I tell you what, there. This could end. This is not paranoia. This is this is a pretty solid suspicion.
1: Well, I'm I'm convinced one hundred percent. But the question is, do, do you like it this way or not? I'm just wondering if it's as exciting. If this is the way games always are, I don't know. So he, here's cuz at some point it's the NBA, right? You don't get all excited over a basket in the, in the second quarter. All oh, right, a basket. Right. Woohoo! Cuz you know they're going to they're going to each score 80 more points.
2: Which is why I love hockey every goal is critical.
1: Well, and that's why baseball is such a big deal. Somebody hits a two-run home run. Holy cow.
2: Right. You got a two-run lead, especially with a good pitcher, you're looking good. No, you're not. It's going to be 30 to 28. <laughs> it's going to be like an NFL score.
3: Yeah, right? The interesting tension uh, for baseball in this is that the two, <laughs> the two biggest complaints Swing, are the game is boring, which a lot of scoring yeah. should yeah. help, yeah. and the games are too long, which a lot of scoring hurts. Yeah. So, Except for the other night where it was five and a half hours long, but, you know. Let's play
2: five innings. Five innings of juiced ball baseball. <laughs> well, yeah,
3: but the the more home runs you have, the longer the game is, and they are constantly trying to reduce the total time commitment
2: for watching bom, a game. Sorry, <laughs> <bom, bom>, <laughs> <bom. laughs>
3: <All right>, Sean. <laughs> I was just getting hit in rock the face. And
2: fire! Ah, Speaking of things going on too long, rock you know, and fire. Yeah, what balls. Ah, uh, then when the pitcher's up, help yourself out, Jimmy. Help your own cause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your your baseball lingo is not good. It's really not good. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the, um. So this will this will come out, right? Because the players. Oh, uh, did you follow that idiotic uh, controversy where the. It was the Houston Texans, wasn't it? They took a knee because evidently at the uh, player at the uh, owners meeting, their owner, some ancient old man, said, you know, we got the inmates running the asylum here. We've got to... Uh, prison. He said r- prison, asylum, asylum would have worked. Uh, the inmates run the prison. Maybe he was talking about the league office. But the players thought, "Oh, we're prisoners, huh?" Because a lot of us are black, prison, what? <laughs> and so they're protesting. Right. And he said, number one, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that, I guess, but I was talking about the league office telling the owners how we're supposed to deal with this sort of thing mm. And anyway, everybody's militant now. Everybody's got to be militant. But anyway, back to uh, league offices and the rest of it. I'm sure the league office in baseball, MLB, would like to keep this quiet, but the players apparently don't give a damn.
1: Well, the question would be, though, if they did this, who made the decision? How many people were involved? Did any of the players... I mean, because that's kind of a weird way to run the whole sport, isn't it? Is if you have, I don't know, two, three, a dozen people decide, "Ah, boy, you know what, younger people, they don't care about the sport. I don't think there's enough scoring. Let's get some different baseball. Because you'd have to, like...
2: Have them made somewhere? Have
1: them tested? You'd have to put a lot of thought and effort into
2: this. Well, I was just going to say, as a little kid who used to read voraciously, I will tell you that the manufacture of these things is incredibly controlled. You know, the plant manager at Rawlings doesn't say, we can get the Indonesian rubber cheaper than the uh, Korean stuff. Great. Get the Indonesian stuff. It's a little different. I don't care. No, it's, it's they're very precise about this stuff. So the idea that they could accidentally have a ball that flies out of the yard every time somebody you know gets any wood on it is highly unlikely. So, yeah, somebody had to decide to do
1: this. A long time ago to get the balls manufactured and ready to go and save them for the World Series. Mm, yeah, if that's what happened. And then uh, and th- you'd have to do a fair amount of testing, I think, because you wouldn't want to take it too far to where every time it's a hit, it goes like completely out of the stadium and lands in the street. Well, right. Yeah,
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, guys hitting it 650 feet, which then becomes like uh, pro golf, which has become ridiculous.
1: Or tennis, which is one of the reasons people don't watch men's tennis, because the right.
2: technology got so good, you just you can't even see what's happening. The, yeah, sports that don't put a limitation on the technology of the equipment are stupid, stupid sports. Just come on
1: now. NASCAR had to because everybody was going to die. Cars got faster and faster right, and faster. Right, then yeah. they finally had to start limiting how fast they went. You couldn't keep the cars on the track. But yeah, that—that that is I hadn't thought about this before, but you'd have to have quite a few people involved in this conspiracy, which I absolutely think happened, including plant managers and workers and chemists and the rest of it. But there's a hell of a lot of money involved. In uh, in in who watches, how many people watch, who wins, all that sort of stuff. Now then you're
2: jerking around uh, the game. These are the two most offensive teams in baseball this year. They had the most offense, scored the most runs. Could just be they're on a tear. I, I just I don't know. You know how he, sometimes you watch the World Series? I felt That's for. This most... I always pronounce it like Bugs Bunny does. The World Series. Um, you, sometimes a you
1: screaming watch... flyball.
3: That's
2: <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a classic. <laughs> you got that big brawny guy with three days' growth of beard chomping oh, yeah. his cigar with giant arms. and gets up there and his tiny little legs. Skip leg day. That's the pepper. That's the pepper. That's right. <laughs> Throws it and knocks bugs clear through the Right in <laughs> here. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, sometimes when you watch the World Series, one team just clubs the hell out of the other one. Four games, maybe five, because they're just red, stinking hot. Well, this year. Both of the Man, teams are.
1: I, I fell for this before. Come on, Jack, you gotta believe. I fell for this one other time, when
2: all of a sudden, 40-year-old records were dropping. It's just amazing. Mark McGuire just sees the ball really well, as does Sammy Sosa. <laughs> At the same time, suddenly, out of nowhere, after, you know, decent curve, And the fans start to chant... Barry. And, yeah, there's uh, there's old Barry. Yes, Barry. So then what if they sneak,
1: they, they realize we're onto them, they sneak regular balls back into the rotation tonight, and it's a regular 2 1 pitcher's duel.
3: Wow. That'd know. be something. <laughs> Guys get full swings on the ball that doesn't make it out of the infield. <laughs> right. They get right.
1: lead balls.
3: <laughs>
2: Some powder puff thing poof <laughs> when they hit it.
1: Nobody can get it past the pitcher's mound. <laughs> Do you like that better? The commissioner screams, whoever that is. Um, So we got more to come. The the good thing about that is it's not actually important is what's good about that. Other than it was the most entertaining thing I've watched in a long time the other night. Yeah, we need
2: more things that bring us together in this country. We really do. Cheating in baseball. You know what? Hey, here's something controversial to put in your pipe and smoke. it. I've said it before. I've said it again. Diversity isn't our greatest strength. Unity is our greatest strength.
1: Wow. Blowing my mind.
2: zone it's very eerie i don't like it i'm uncomfortable your tax rate may go up to 45 percent. that's how you scare me yeah no kidding your kid may have to go back to college for a fifth year ah.
1: <laughs> okay so here you got a despicable political ad and uh, the victim is Ed Gillespie, who is someone I can't stand. He's he's uh, he's running for uh, he's a Republican running for governor in Virginia against this guy named Ralph Northam, who's the Democrat running, who might be somebody I can't stand. Also, I just don't know who he is. Ed Gillespie, I know who he is because he used to be the RNC chair. At the same time, Terry McAuliffe was the DNC chair. And they used to go on cable news shows all the time and scream at each other and call each other evil. Then as soon as they got done with those jobs, they opened a firm together and got really, really rich. Right. And now they're both back in politics. His buddy uh, uh, McAuliffe is now the governor of West Virginia. Is that right? Uh, One of those states out there.
2: Or was he the guy? Who was the guy who was the disgraced governor of Virginia? Not Terry McAuliffe. I'm not a politics junkie. What was that guy's name? It doesn't matter.
1: Anyway, so now these these
2: these two dudes, Bribey crookerson Crookerson—and
1: they're the these two dudes, Ed Gillespie and Terry McCullough, McCullough were the focus of the book "This Town," that we're, we're always talking about as this is what's wrong with Washington, D.C. Right. These people that pretend to be at each, other th- at, a, at each other's throats on opposite sides of important issues when they're actually just in, an, in on it together to get wealthy.
2: Yeah, exactly. They, they keep y'all contributing to one side or the other, all whipped up about if we can only defeat the other side. And your brave leaders are laughing at you as they cash their checks, and then they get rich and live in the most wealthy city in America.
1: And if I remember correctly, Ed Gillespie is actually the guy who's quoted in the book for saying they're in it, in on it. They get the joke. What's the joke? That we're all patriots. Yeah, he's the guy I, I that think made, you're right. Yeah. He's the guy that made that incredibly cynical comment. Well, I guess it's not cynical if it's true.
2: It was he, refreshingly <laughs> honest that he yeah. said it to Mark Leibovich after Leibovich needled him a little bit.
1: Yeah, so I guess that's not cynical. That's just him saying this is the way it works. We all pretend we're patriots and fighting for our country as we move in and out of government, media, and uh, and lobbying right. to get rich off of this whole thing. Anyway, and,
2: and to quote, once again, a colleague in the radio business who, who used to be a regular on the panel shouting shows, and we asked him, oh, what side are you on? Because he mentioned he was going in, and he said, I don't know, they'll tell me when I get there.
1: So Ed Gillespie, this dude, he's running as the Republican to try to be... Uh, governor of Virginia. And like I said, the, the the Democrat, who I don't know, might be every bit the, the cynical scumbag. Oh, sure. Um, probably is.
2: I think, yeah, if you're playing the percentages. But! Probably an a-hole of some variety or another. Reading
1: this article, it may be the most despicable campaign ad in decades, and the Democrat who's designed, it's designed to help, refuses to denounce it. It's an ad against Ed Gillespie, the Republican. A TV ad depicts a white man driving a pickup truck with a Confederate battle flag flying on its rear bumper. Minority children, including a young girl wearing a hijab, run for their lives in a peaceful neighborhood as the truck speeds through the streets trying to mow them down. Oh my
2: God! The truck is adorned with the gadson flag the don't tread on me flag oh thank you for that yeah us libertarians really appreciate you going with that too thanks so
1: so it's got a confederate flag flying from the bumper it's got a don't tread on me license plate and an ed gillespie bumper sticker oh
2: my god as the
1: truck drives through the neighborhood trying to run down minority children
2: trying to run over children
1: holy crap and a lot of democrats have come out and said come on this is ridiculous i won't stand for this but the guy who's actually running the lieutenant governor who's running as a Democrat has embraced the ad and oh does not denounce it. Well, you know. He says what? Gillespie has run a divisive fear mongering campaign, blah, 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 blah.
2: As a connoisseur of the human zoo, I tell you what, this is an exciting new exhibit. How far will Homo sapiens go? This far, evidently. Great Scott, that's that's fantastic in its horror. It's it's horrifying. It's simultaneously horrifying and hilarious. Not only I see when you started into that description, my mind tends to leap ahead. And I was saying, oh, it's driving through the neighborhood and the poor minority children are looking sad or or vaguely uneasy or something. No, he's trying to run them over. <laughs> oh, my God. The spokesman
1: for the guy running as the Democrat told the Washington Post, it's not shocking that communities of color are scared of what his Trump-like policy positions mean for them. That was his response to the, are you going to denounce this ad?
2: If you see a minority child, run him down! I remember Trump saying that at a rally. With the don't
1: tread on me license plate. Run him over! Confederate flag, of course, and a Ed Gillespie bumper sticker.
2: And then the, the crowd stopped with their lock her up chant and went with run them down God, yes man. we all remember when that happened well you know what i tell you what it's fine good perfect super i love it I, ed gillespie you've got to come back with an answer and it's got to be more over the top than that which is a little difficult to picture uh, yeah, i don't know what that would be Yeah. I don't know. Armies of minority people like breaking into the houses of of nice white folks who like zombie like and and eating their brains. I don't know. Of course, Ed Gillespie doesn't, you know, he doesn't hold that philosophy. So, you know, why would he do that?
1: I don't know if he has any philosophy other than getting wealthy. But uh, right, right. uh, When's the actual election like in a week? It's a it's a weird off year thing. Uh, in like a week. And the polls have been all over the place. There are polls that have Gillespie up by eight. There are polls that have that other di- the, the Democrat up by 17. So nobody's exactly sure what's going on.
2: I believe they're holding it the first Tuesday in November.
1: That'd be a good time for it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. A lot of people are horrified by the ad. Well, it's a horrifying ad.
2: You know what? It, it, it's I'm getting the pleasure that I get when two reprehensible people are beating the hell out of each other. I'm rooting for both of them. <laughs> Ruin each other. Go See, ahead.
1: I'm I'm bothered by this. I thought when that book, This Town, came out, I thought this could this could change things. This this could this could open people's eyes. Here you've got a respected political journalist saying both parties are in on it. They're just right. trying to screw us. It's a media government um, uh, lobbying firm thing, all working together just to get wealthy. And the two featured people are. It's possible in a
2: week both of those two
1: dudes will be governors of a state.
2: Right, right. I remember not only thinking what you're thinking, but also thinking Mark Leibovich's career has got to be over because he, he he pulled back the curtain on all of it. But no, that's how deep the swamp is, to quote the current POTUS. That's it. Please, please. You, you can call, pull back the curtain, point out the Wizard of Oz, and he goes on wizarding. They're that powerful. Please, yeah. Yeah. child. Think you can stop us with your little book? Ha, 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 ha. That is something. Yeah. Never mind ghosts and goblins. You want scary? It's been a while looking at DC. Have you watched the ad, Sean?
3: Yes. Is that description pretty good? Is there anything yeah. being left out? No. I and it's it's full on. Got like a kind of a Jaws substitute music every time it's showing the view from within the truck. Right? Is there like, any voiceover? No. No. It's all visual. That's too bad. No. It makes
1: the point uh, without the voiceover. The, the racist Gillespie fans trying to
2: run down minority children. Well, you just know what a fan I am of the scary political voiceover. Ed Gillespie wants to run down minority children. Can
3: we elect a monster like that? Slow zoom in on black and white photo
2: at an awkward ring, angle. Ring, ring, <laughs> ring, 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 with his mouth half open. Like he's about to eat a minority <laughs> child, for instance, which is what I hear he does. <laughs> oh, my
0: God. Uh,
1: what are you doing?
0: What do you, What do you got coming up in your news, Sam Harris? <laughs> <laughs> well, another state blames OxyContin's maker for its opioid crisis. You can't stop California's latest raid on your wallet, but you might be able to stop the state from letting felons vote. And they say you can't take it with you, but there are some dead people still raking in the dough. Well, I'll have those stories for you straight ahead.
1: Oh, yeah, I saw that list. It's a good one this year.
0: I got got a Halloween
2: theme, the dad making money. Oh, Mm. I get it. I get it.
1: (laughs) Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Oh, the news, Franco Harris. <laughs> Good morning, John. Uh, the company that manufactures Oxycontin being sued by New Jersey's Attorney General, claiming a direct link between the state's opioid crisis and the firm's deceptive marketing practices. Purdue Pharma issued a statement saying it vigorously denies the claims. Now, the state says Purdue exploited vulnerable new markets, including the elderly and the opioid naive, as it put it to boost profits claims purdue aggressively marketed opioids and duped doctors and the public into believing they should be the primary treatment option for chronic conditions like arthritis and migraines new jersey governor chris christie chairs president donald trump's commission on opioids
1: Price you know he's he's a good guy to have in that position is he familiar with the opioids well yeah he's he's got it in his state um but um you know he's he he's he's uh, he goes for the throat yeah, and he, and knows he lost to... a
2: family member, right?
1: Yeah, and he knows yeah. how to make an argument, and I think he'll really... But I think the amount of negative attention these companies are getting are going to have an effect.
2: I hope
0: so. Well, they, some say that they are legalized drug pushers, so but at the very least, it's uh, worth the debate. Also uh, going to be up for debate here in California yet again. Prices at the pump expected to rise because the state's gas tax goes into effect tomorrow, but not all officials are on the same page about how soon you'll start to pay more.
3: We won't overnight see a $0.12 cent increase in uh, gas prices actually at the pump, but it's safe to say that your motorists should expect to see a gas price increase of like three to five cents.
0: AAA spokesperson Michael Blasky says the state will tomorrow allow stations to start selling the winter blend gasoline, which is about $0.12 cents cheaper than current prices, but other analysts say it depends on what part of the state you live in. Now the law that created the new tax also includes a provision hidden in the small print that reverts California's adjustable excise tax back to 2010 levels starting in July of 2019. That's seven and a half cents higher, so it'll actually make the gas tax increase 19 and a half cents so, all of a sudden. Yeah. So,
1: gas is going to go up 20 mm-hmm. cents a gallon. Holy! Over the next couple of years, and and And
2: trust me, the introduction of the tax, the tax simultaneously with the drop in price to the winter blend is no No, accident, friends. Absolutely
1: not. That I was going to say is that an economic thing? Because it sounds like political maneuvering to me to try to not have such a shock to the voter. Uh, with their ripoff of everyone, of course, twenty cents a gallon. What,
2: th- California
1: is a banana republic, as you've been saying for years. Oh, yeah. Corrupt California. Th- this
2: is what they do in South American countries. The eighth consecutive scheme to get more money out of you, quote unquote, for the roads. She <laughs> so released the. Ch- she
1: released the cheaper blend of gas at the same time. She can try to hide the increase a little bit right. and ease it in because otherwise, people might react in a way that they vote. In the future. yeah, do want you, that
0: to happen. And, you know, as I've been mulling this over, I've been thinking about that. I mean, we all expect prices to go down this time of year. So sort of evening it out doesn't actually save us any money. We're still, they, they, you know, folks in California still paying the $0.12 cent a gallon gas tax. So it, it just man it, a 20 it feels, cent, like, it feels like smoking mirrors. A
1: $0.20 cent a gallon jump more or less all at once.
0: Is unprecedented anywhere in the whole country.
2: Yeah, people are just going to love that. That is huge. Here is speaking of the winter blend. Who's going to be the first oil company to uh, introduce the winter blend with just a little bit of pumpkin spice? <laughs>
0: Well, well, they're uh, figuring out what kind of gas they're going to sell. They also have the chance to decide whether or not to sign a petition that would put a statewide initiative aimed at having California allow prisoners to vote on the ballot. Backers now uh, can try to get the more than half million signatures needed to get it to qualify for November 2018. The initiative would eliminate restrictions on pre-registering to vote, also would lift the state's ban on uh, voting for those on felony parole would cost an estimated $1 million a year to register and provide the ballots to both prisoners and parolees. And just in time for the night when people go out dressed like the walking dead, Forbes is out with its annual list of dead celebrities who still make piles of money. And leading the list again... Michael Jackson, of course, whose estate pulled in $75 million thanks to new things like a Greatest Hits album, the Las Vegas Cirque show, and his stake in the EMI publishing catalog. Number two, a newcomer to the list, Arnold Palmer. $40 million for him, uh, mostly because of sales of the Arizona brand beverages that carry the late golf legend's name, Palmer, followed by Peanuts creator Charles Schultz. And the king of rock and roll and this list quite often, Elvis Presley. And that's your news. I'm Ryan Harris on the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West.
1: In most of those incidents, incidences, you know, who cares? The the family, the widow, the whatever is getting all the money. But in the case of Michael Jackson, you got a bunch of real scumbags involved that are getting all that money, which is a little disappointing. $75 million a year that's going to parents who, who uh, abused him, uh, uh, siblings who were... Living off of him and sponging off of him. Tell me all about it.
3: Yeah.
1: Bunch of jerks. I
0: always yeah.
2: think. I wish I could haunt them, but I'm too busy hanging out with Marlon and Liz. Ah! Ignorant fool. <laughs> 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 Hilarious. Boy, Jacko
1: should have gone uh, trick or treating with no costume on. Just knocked on the door as Michael Jackson. Wow.
2: Ah! <laughs> <laughs> If the homeowners would be terrified. The other half would say, That's an unbelievable Michael Jackson costume. We've got the special
1: Halloween petering out coming up next on The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: I put a spell on you.
1: We're just watching the morning news on television and wondering, who are you morons that need the safety tips on your morning television show for Halloweening? We're
2: morons. You already said it. Who's a moron now, moron? Bring a flashlight.
1: Drive slowly. There are kids around. Mm. Thank you.
2: Thank you for that. Well, please do drive well, slowly. Well, I hope you there do. There are kids around.
1: Well, you know what? You're not. If you're the kind of person that isn't going to, you didn't. Nothing's going to help.
2: Hmm. I see what you're saying. It's um, already too late.
1: So we like the late night joke off. It's when all the um, the late night comics take a shot at one particular theme. In this case, it was Manafort being arrested. Let's see how. And, it goes. Well, well, first oh, of all, right. the rules. That's right. That's right. There are rules. Without rules, there's chaos. To one, thank you, Sean. <laughs> I
2: pay tribute to one hilarious wordsmith. And then demand that the last place one be drummed out of the business permanently. There you go. Here we go.
1: Today, President Trump's former campaign manager, Paul Manafort, was charged with conspiracy against the United States. Yeah. Yeah, apparently his conspiracy against the United States was suggesting to Donald Trump that he run for president. Special prosecutor and off-duty lurch Robert Mueller (laughs) just announced the first indictment in the Russia investigation. And who's our first lucky winner? (laughs) Why, it's former
2: Trump campaign manager Paul Manafort. Seen here looking innocent before proven guilty. Big news out of Washington today. Trump's former campaign manager, Paul Manafort, was charged with fraud, tax evasion, and money laundering as part of the Russia investigation. I don't want to say Trump's nervous, but he just hopped into a white Ford Bronco and took off down the highway. I like
1: the lurch joke from Colbert. thought that was funny.
2: That was the only redeeming factor. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, working up <laughs> from the top to the, down from the top to the bottom, Conan with a B minus, although the minus is for partisanship. Can't we all come together? Fallon with a D for his lame joke that was a waste of the carbon dioxide it took to vibrate his vocal cords. (laughs) And then the always execrable, the unstoppable, the unspeakable Stephen Colbert with a D minus for his crappy, crappy attempt. It was only the reference to Lurch that kept it from an F. (laughs) Stephen Colbert shall be banned from the business for life. Your move, CBS.
1: (laughs) See, it's interesting listening to everybody cheer and everything like that. And the, this is entertainment. This isn't the news business. But so I saw who ran the Washington Post back in the time of Watergate. Why ben Bradley. Ben Bradley. And and his wife, who is still around. Milton Bradley. That's not her name. It, I should have looked up the names. I thought they would be in my head. Anyway, she's still around, still alive. And, she, and, and still a, a power broker. But she was on uh, MSNBC the other day. And talking about how at the end of Watergate, the day on uh, Nixon resigned, he came out in the newsroom and he said, I don't want any, I don't want to hear any cheering. I don't want any celebrating. This is not a happy day. This is a sad day for America. Ben Bradley said ben that. Ben Bradley okay. said that. Nixon, who had been threatening to shut down the Washington Post and jail these people and everything like that, and they're all lefties anyway, except for Woodward, who's actually a registered Republican. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they're all lefties anyway, like today, going after Trump. He went out there and he said, no celebrating, no cheering. This is a sad day, not a day to be cheering. Hmm. I think that's completely dead, don't <laughs> you think? <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. i got to believe if Trump were run out of office, the Washington Post would throw a three-day bender. They wouldn't put <laughs> out a newspaper till the
2: next Tuesday. Nobody would wear pants. They'd invite Mark Halperin <laughs> to come back. <laughs> to have people sit on erections. Three days only, Mark.
1: As opposed to no cheering, this is a sad day for America. Right. What yeah. was her name, Sean? I knew you'd look it up. Uh, Sally Quinn? Yeah, Sally Quinn. But I thought that was interesting in a different time. And it's not like people weren't, uh, you know, uh, out to get the evil Richard Nixon back in the day from the Washington
2: Post. Oh, you know, we didn't get to today was the uh, poll where uh, the majority of American people think we're more divided than 1968 or more divided during the time of the Vietnam War. Which is ridiculous. It's absolutely laughable.
1: We'll get into that tomorrow. By the way, speaking of Nixon, Nixon mask has always been a very popular Halloween costume, we, it's we, cultural
2: appropriation. We,
1: we should have looked.
2: <laughs> Jowly white people. It's a it, it, it's a culture, not a costume.
1: Quakers. What's the culture?
2: Jowly old
1: white men. Um. Uh. We should have looked that up. The popular mask because uh, po- political masks have always been popular.
2: I have an Obama mask. I got one right here.
1: Got an Obama mask right here.
2: Obama. We should have been Obama and Obama today. There you go. Don't got put the Obama it on, mask. please. Somebody huh? will. No. Oh, now we got to go to a meeting. Why? Now we got to, because we all do,
3: or just him?
1: I'm the 44th president of the United States. It's it's wearing blackface or
2: something. That's a high quality mask. (laughs) Do you remember the Obama drop we had where he drops an MF bomb, Michael? Do we still have that one? I'm not sure if we do or not. Okay. Are there are
1: there Trump usually like George Bush or popular, Bill Clinton masker are popular? Are there Trump masks around? I haven't seen them. Oh yeah, They've got I mean, to be.
2: I think men, women, and children are dressing up as Trump. You know, yeah. sometimes with a mask, sometimes just with a wig. Or, or is it? Or is he it. to that level
1: of it's <clears> just you can't even attempt to be funny because half the people are going to like throw rocks at you or put razor blades in your apple or whatever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I do not know.
1: So does nobody even talk about that stupid urban legend anymore?
3: Speaking of warnings for oh, Halloween. And needles and candy and right. stuff.
1: <laughs> My mom always inspected the
2: candy before we ate it, even uh, though there's no
1: documented evidence that's ever happened once anywhere. Nope. In the entire country, and we're a well, big
2: country. Razor blades are way too expensive at this point. Somebody's more likely to stuff an apple in your package of razor blades than <laughs> uh, <laughs> vice versa. Hard to, hard to imagine why they would do that.
1: Today, President Trump's...
2: Oh, no,
3: that's not the right one. And now, final thoughts with Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty on the Armstrong and Getty radio program. (laughs) I like that delivery a lot. I do, too. (laughs)
2: I'm yep, Getty Radio Program. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody. Ryan, on your final newscast before Marshall
0: comes back, would you like to lead off final thoughts? I would indeed, uh, just with a couple of thank yous, uh, not only to listeners who sent me some kind words, including my cousin John Kent over in Napa, who turns out is a listener, uh, but to all of you, you've been very kind. Uh, you know, I thought covering five presidents and the Dalai Lama as a reporter was a privilege, but... Uh-huh. Not like being with, uh, you know, I know you guys like to joke around, but you guys are all uh, greats in the business, and it has been indeed a privilege to be that. here with you, and I'm yeah. grateful for it. You're too kind. Angelo. final thought. Alright, lots of sexy nurses driving with five-inch heels
2: tonight, so that's not easy to do, so watch for cars and keep your little ones safe. Positive Sean, final thought.
3: Yeah, I really miscalculated with my sexy Confederate general costume. <laughs> I gotta go home and get out of this thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, God, I can see oh, yeah. more cheek than I want to see, I'll tell you that. Jack, what's your final thought? Speaking
3: of uh,
1: things that we do in common which doesn't happen much anymore in this country this diverse country this at each other's throats country i'm liking the halloween everybody coming out of their houses walking the streets doing something together for the most part
2: my final thought is i'm rooting for the astros but i really 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 want a game seven so for the first time perhaps in my life since kirk gibson was hopping around on one leg in a stump Go Dodgers! Really? Ooh. Wow! How'd you get those Ooh, hey, words? Come over here, Ooh.
1: bitch! Come over here! How'd you get those words to come out of your mouth? It wasn't easy. <laughs> yeah. How much booing of the first baseman for the Astros tonight? The uh, the guy who made the uh, the slant eyes. That's going to be one of the exciting things. Every time he touches the ball, every time he comes to the plate, the place is just going to go crazy. Yeah, it could be. I guess. I think he turns toward the crowd, does the slant eyes again. Oh
3: no! 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 No. Turns full heel. He says, bring it. Yeah, Like in the wrestling, when all of a sudden Hulk Hogan was back.
2: No more divisions.
1: No
3: more divisions. Unity pulls out some chopsticks.
1: Oh,
2: no! Yeah.
1: Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So
2: many people, thanks. A little time. Go to armstrongandgettyradio.com. We have all sorts of clicks for you under the hot link section. Our contact info is there. Email us. Follow us on the Twitter. Text at us. Whatever. We love to hear from you, except you jerks. We don't want to hear from you.
1: We talked to Marshall yesterday. He's got some interesting tales from the world. Of being operated on for tomorrow. See you then. God bless America.
2: This concludes
1: this year's Halloween show. We hope you had as much fun watching our show as the Koreans did animating
3: it. But there's one group for whom every day is Halloween. I'm talking about adult illiterates. For them, trying to read the morning newspaper is more terrifying than any goblin, ghoul, spook, or spirit.
2: Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.